Hi, I'm Dr. Aaron DeForest with Dental Tech Up for all your dental technology review needs. And today we got a special guest named Bruce Hogan. So he is the CEO of Software Pundit. So Software Pundit is a kind of a review website. So just to kind of give you an over idea, it's technology research firm that provides advice, information tools to help businesses thrive. So Bruce, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on here. You know, we kind of overlap a little bit on what we do as, you know, for your for your business and, and my uh, YouTube channel and my business. So I'm excited to kind of talk to you about what you uh, what you kind of see out there. Yeah, excited to share some of what we learned and have a, have a good conversation with you. Yeah. T- tell me a little bit about Software Pundit. Sure. So uh, we're about two years old. And like you said, you could think of us as a software review site. Uh, our mission particularly in this case, would be to help dental practices successfully adopt software. So we have a team of software analysts that spend time in various markets trying to understand the latest trends, identify the most interesting companies, the types of categories of software that are being used. We write about that. We take our knowledge and and produce uh, in-depth software reviews and other content that we publish to our website. Anyone is free to access. Anyone can come and read about uh, what we have. It's anything from software reviews to how-to guides to online marketing tips uh, in some ways, I guess in, in your software, you know, if you're out in the market or looking for software, you can think about our software reviews replacement for a sales demo. Yeah. Right? So instead of having to sit through a bunch of sales demos and ask questions, hopefully mo- most of that information is just in one article on the site, as well as a couple expert tips and things to look out for, perhaps like key features that are missing or, or things like that. Yeah, I, I was reading the one earlier today just about Curve Hero and the cloud practice management system. And kind of reading the review on that, kind of some pros and cons of some of the stuff. And then I saw that you actually interviewed a dentist. It looked like maybe, I can't remember if he was in New York or where, where exactly it was, but I think, I think mm-hmm. it was like the dental boutique is what his uh, name of his office was. But yeah, he mm-hmm. and they just you just kind of went in and talked about the pros and cons of stuff. So anytime mm-hmm. that I can find, you know, a company that's helping dentists out, I I obviously enjoy having, you know, talking to them and reaching out and having you on to so that we can help more dentists out. So I appreciate, I appreciate what you're it. doing. Awesome. Likewise. Yeah, it's great coming across you. And actually a friend of mine who's a dentist sent your video over. It's like, you got to you gotta reach out to this person. You guys are doing the same stuff. Yeah, I know. That's that's awesome. Like collaborations, I think are great. I really think like sometimes I think some people are really like cutthroat on stuff and like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, oh, they're doing what I'm doing. Like, you know, I can't talk to them or, you know, let's like, let's try to outbeat them. But really, I think collaborations just kind of helping the more people you can help out, especially in the dental field, you know, since that's kind of where I, uh, I specialize in the, the better, you know, you'll make the community. So yeah, no, mm-hmm. let's, uh, so let's kind of, I want to focus on a little bit on, uh, tips for CEO, because one of the things I noticed when I read through your website, it's like, it's kind of beautiful, like how everything's written out, the layout of the website looks really good. And mm-hmm. I'm just overall impressed, especially when I look at like dental offices, websites, I, I've been to, you know, a decent amount. And they're definitely not as, I guess, uh, maybe not SEO friendly, but they're just not as like the writing's just so nice on your guys. So I really, I'm impressed by that. And I was seeing mm-hmm. if you had any tips for us on how you guys do your website stuff and how we could do it, implement it to help us, I guess. With practice websites? Yeah, with dental practice websites. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing I would think about first is what's the role you want that website to play in your overall business, in your marketing plan? Do you want to invest heavily in online marketing or not? You know, do you need it to be super functional or do you need it just to have basic information about your, your practice? Uh, because I think that can make a big difference in the, the path you take. Uh, if it's 
just you want it to be a simple landing page, which is fine. And I, I do think today most people should have a website. Uh, you know, if somebody's trying to validate that it's legitimate practice and just get right. a feel for it, you know, they're gonna they're gonna look you up online, and you, so you want to have something. Uh, but if if you just want something basic, there's tools like Squarespace, Wix that are I think probably ten bucks a month. Right. Drag and drop. Get an image from a designer, and yeah. you're good to go. Do you, you think? Know, yeah. I was gonna say, do you think it's more because one of the things I see is like, okay, you can spend as much as you want like designing a beautiful website, but mm-hmm. like that's the easy part in my mind. Having build a mm-hmm. website, you build it once, okay, yeah, you can make it. You can spend as much money as you want to make it beautiful, but mm-hmm. the like adding the you know, what would I say, adding all the columns and adding all the not columns, but what am I? I'm trying to say uh, like features, features. Features, yeah. tools, and just adding blog posts is really what I'm getting at is like yeah. adding posts is the most difficult. Yeah. So again, I think there's different routes to go with all this stuff. If you wanted to have kind of general features, nothing super dental specific, so you didn't care as much about having you know an appointment interface that was really great. Oh, gotcha. Um, Word, WordPress could be a great option. Yeah. WordPress on the back end is really easy to use. It's free. There's a lot of plugins. It's a good content management system. Yeah. Uh, so that would be a good option if you said, hey, you know, I want my website. I want to have a decent looking website. It's going to have basic functionality. It can have my phone number, maybe a form or two, but I really want to create a lot of content. I right. think WordPress could be a really good cost effective option. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's, you know, I, I like to think about, I think there's like three or four different options uh, with with dental websites, right? So you can the do-it-yourself route we were kind of talking about now. So Squarespace, Wix, WordPress. Yeah. Then there's an agency or you could find somebody. It's probably going to be expensive. It's going to be custom. Like, do you know if it was built that well or not? It's kind of hard if you're not technical. Right. And then um, you, they kind of have you too, right? They, yeah. Like, once you start paying a big company, um, they're probably using some specific type of editor that you're not going to be able to uh, go in on the back end and do yourself. I, I mean, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think that's a risk with once you, once somebody builds it, that person knows how it works, right? right. And so they're they've got that control. I'd say the third category is that there are a set of software tools that I've seen out there. I haven't built my own website with them, but we've looked at them. And yeah. there's older players that probably people know about it. PBHS and ProSites are two of the bigger ones specifically oh, okay. for dental. Oh, okay. And then there's there's a couple newer ones. Uh, one's Patient Pop, and a, a brand new one that we just talked to in the last couple of weeks is Growth Plug. So those are more like out of the box software platforms oh, okay. that have more of the dental specific features you might want. So, you know, appointments or even sending out appointment reminders, things like that. Really? Um, where it might be a, a little bit cheaper uh, than an agency. You don't have quite the flexibility, uh, okay. but some of them do even have kind of uh, CMS systems or ways to control your site yourself. So is um, it, it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of like pre-built, almost like Wix, mm-hmm. but a little bit more specific to dentistry. Is that my understanding? Yeah, yeah that's right. So it's it's you just, usually you start with like a one of several templates. So you can custom, and then you can customize that. You can put your own branding and design. Oh, okay. um, but they the the website is basically integrated already with with other features. Nice. Right? So, so yeah. um, in some cases, maybe it'll integrate with your practice management system, or it will uh, showcase your reviews. Whereas like other types of businesses maybe don't need patient reviews. They don't need appointments. Um, these are tailored specifically to the, for the dental market. Wow. Yeah. Did you, do you remember, what was the name of those? Do you remember all the, what? Yeah. The, uh, PBHS and ProSites are oh. two of the big, two okay, of the yeah. older ones. Those are website builders. Um, and then two of the newer ones, I think they're a little more expensive, but they also uh, 
have some other features. Uh, Patient Pop is a little bit bigger and older. Oh. And then Growth Plug is a new one that uh, I think is just just getting going. But for example, they'll help you, those latter will help you with uh, your business listings. I gotcha. Right? Which is something we'll get into later if we start talking about SEO. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, because yeah, I honestly, I uh, so I created, I've created like three websites so far and I've all gone, all gone through WordPress. So I think that's like, you know, if you really want to get into it on your own, if you're a dentist out there, that's like, you know, I just want to, I'm pretty technology savvy. I just want to create my own website and take care of it myself and do my own mm -hmm. blog posts and all that. You, you don't mind like, you know, taking the time to learn. Um, mm -hmm. WordPress is the major one. I think mm -hmm. it's definitely the cheapest. You can pay for hosting plans for like $10 a month if you really want to get super cheap. But you know, mm -hmm. after they usually the first year is cheap, and then after the first year they jump up to like one hundred and fifty dollars, you know, overall for a year. But mm -hmm. I think that's one of those things that, for me personally, because I'm pretty good with technology, I I just can't see myself um, spending a lot of money for someone mm -hmm. else to do it for me. I think you could. Um, there's a YouTube channel out there that literally walks you through on how to build websites, and I was actually thinking about building a. Uh, creating a YouTube video of my own just to uh, cool. just to like show you how to make your own dental office website for free pretty much through WordPress. Yeah. So I'll probably do that, you know, in the future, but it's, it's going to take some time to get that, you know, to make it easy uh, for viewers. But I think that's something that a lot of dentists should look at first. And if you really mm -hmm. just don't want to like pay a kid to do it for like however much an hour, <laughs> yeah. then like, okay, yeah, pay, just, you know, pay up with the big guys and get it, get it done professionally and just don't have to worry about it. So. Yeah, I think that's right. I, Word, uh, WordPress, I was looking actually this week, we have like 50,000 plugins, uh, different types of tools you can add on to your website. Yeah. And uh, I, I agree with you. I think that's that's probably the best, cheap, cheaper way to do it. Like I was saying, if particularly if you decide, hey, my website's just going to be, I just want to have a kind of more of a billboard or just a presence online. It's not as important to me for patient acquisition or engagement. Because yeah. the, the software tools I was talking about, I think they start the cheapest plans around 80, a hundred bucks a month, all the way oh. up to a thousand bucks a month for some of the more expensive ones. So yeah. that's what I was saying. We're like, if you're not really going to invest in your website and, and use it to fuel your business, then right. I, I wouldn't recommend uh, so, yeah, let's spending 500 bucks a month. Yeah. Let's talk about the pros and cons. Cause I mean, I'm seeing it from one side, like, okay, I know how to create this website, but I realize it's difficult to keep up with it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of building them. I'm not really keeping up with it as much as I should. Like that's where I see like eventually bang somebody, you know, just, just write blog posts for me or whatnot with the, once you start spending more money on getting those, you know, more professional websites, do you see that helping the uh, conversion rate of getting more patients, you know, to, uh, to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think the value prop for these more expensive ones, it's going to save you time. Okay. And then you're going to have more features already built into the platform. Okay. So, you know, they're going to stay there more SEO optimized, which is always a little tricky, but I, I've seen some, and I do believe that's, that's probably the case. Yeah. They're going to help with things like business listings. So your Google, my business listing, there's a hundred of those business listings and you want to have the same information that's accurate in all of them. Oh, I see. So they'll, they'll like automatically manage, you know, you, you go into your website backend and make sure it's accurate and they'll propagate that out to all those listings. I see. They'll help you with scheduling. They'll send out appointment reminders. So they almost oh, get into okay. like the patient communication space a little bit. Oh, wow. As, yeah. As well as like a little bit more with analytics. So oh, like okay. those, th that's some of the features, but that stuff's not cheap. Like you're, you know, you're going to be spending 500, 700 bucks a month for that. So I think, yeah, it's, it's worth, it's worth it, but you want to make sure that you're getting a return. Right. Yeah. And that, and that makes sense. I mean, if you can, if your practice is set up for it, you have the, uh, 
you have the software already in, implemented into your practice that works with that kind of website and mm-hmm. you're getting that value out of it completely, you know, makes sense. And yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think that makes sense. So let's, uh, let's kind of move over to, uh, I think we talked about, did we talk about C? I want to make sure that we're not missing anything. We talked a little bit about SEO. We talked a little bit mm-hmm. about, uh, increasing website conversions from to visits to new appointments. Have we talked about that at all? I know we talked about paying for it. Is there yeah. any specific tips you got outside of just... Yeah, absolutely. So before Software Pundit, I was working at an e-commerce site. Uh, there's a whole field called conversion rate optimization, mm-hmm. CRO, if you're in the online marketing world. And so one thing you can do is just you know Google that and start learning some of the best practices or the, the way to think about it. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a whole field if you think about sites like Amazon or Google or Zappos, right? They're running constantly thousands of experiments at the same time mm. to some users see one, uh, one, uh, web page and then other users see like a slightly different one. And then they compare and see what happened to my conversion. Okay. So it's, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely, I think it's interesting. It's, it's yeah. worth learning about if you're counting on your website to drive conversions. Um, but there's some, some basic, you know, or, or kind of foundational best practices that, uh, that we could talk through if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely interested. Um, so what I'm thinking about what you just kind of said, so pretty much, do you think they kind of like the click funnels thing, they kind of have set up different forms almost, or I mean, I guess different, uh, website layouts, depending on just to test the data of what people yeah. go to versus the other. Is that, yeah. I mean, if you think of like, a, if you think of an e-commerce store, there's so much you can test. You really could test anything. You could test um, the site architecture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you click, like, how does the site nav, the navigation at the top, like what's in that menu? You could, uh, on any given page, you definitely want to focus on what's called above the fold. So that's when you load the web page on your computer screen. That's the part you see. It's mm-hmm. more valuable real estate. So what goes there? Is that an image? Is it a video? Is it a call to action text? You want to think about that. Um, with, with the, like you're talking about the user journey, right. From step to step, yeah. like how many steps does it take somebody, you know, when you're, when you're purchasing something on an e-commerce site, how many steps does it take you to go from that product to completing the transaction? So, you know, on a, on a dental site, how many steps does it take a person to land on your page? If your goal is to get a new appointment, how many steps does that take? Right. So you could test things like that. You could test individual, uh, you know, copy your paragraphs, yeah. right? what's your call to action. Um, what's the location of, this is one of the best practices, but you should really have one clear call to action on a site, right? Yeah. The, the action you want the user to take. So that's, that's a really important thing. Where does that live on your site? And right. you could, is that a button? Is that text? You can get really creative and really fun with, with testing. Yeah. Um, but those are some of the, the basic things that you can do. I, I would say one thing to keep in mind though, the reason that Amazon and Zappos or whatever large sites can test so much is because they have so much traffic. Right. Because if you only have, you know, a hundred visitors a week, you're going to need a million <laughs> a sample size of a million, right. To, yeah. To determine that this one's better. So with, with small business websites, you're a little bit more limited in terms of how much you can test, but right. you can always have something running and you know, experiment and see how it does. And that's how it seems like always the bigger companies, you know, when you're paying for more, they get to mm. test all the data among multiple right. dental offices and they get to figure out maybe what works better and what doesn't compared Hopefully to they are doing that. Right. Yeah. I hope yeah, they I are. Know. I actually, I didn't ask that. It's a great question. You know, I'll have to ask next time I talk to him. Yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, that's, that's where it comes in handy to use somebody who is, um, you know, who you're paying for. So hopefully you get mm-hmm. some more 
just like right. any other bigger corporation, you're getting some more test data. And yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah, I, cause I, I, I've messed with it a little bit. I need to get more into uh, the marketing of my practice and stuff, but mm-hmm. I've been doing it here and there. And you know, it's kind of like I lose interest sometimes in doing it, but like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to set up that page with the form, especially like with Facebook advertisement to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. send them to a landing page of, okay, what's the best way to set up a, you know, landing page to get patients mm-hmm. to maybe, you know, fill out the form. So mm-hmm. I think that's always something it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think some basic some basic concepts. You want to you want to know what your call to action is. So it gets back to again, what's the purpose of your website? Is it to drive new appointments? Right. If so, where's that call to action? Like in marketing speak, call to action would be the button that says you know schedule an appointment or request the right. appointment. So where is that call to action? For me, one thing I would do is I'd have it on every page on the site. I probably put it in that top nav. Oh, okay. so no matter where anyone is, no matter where they are on my site, it's only one click to get to that call to action. That makes sense. Cause yeah, no matter what, you always see that schedule appointment button. Right. And probably, yes. you, yeah. So that's one thing. And then just another thing, just generally the way we would think about it is you just want to reduce cognitive load of the person on your site. And so that's not a specific tip, but you know, less clutter on the page, making it easy to understand what, when I click a button, what it's going to do. Like you just, you just don't want to make it you don't want to add friction into the, into the funnel. That's what we'd say in the marketing side. I gotcha. So like if, you know, if your homepage and you're proud, you created three videos and they're all great. And so you want to show them all. Right. That, like that's good for you, but the, the, the visitor is going to be like, what are these three videos? Like, why is there three? Right. You know? And so you have to think from that user perspective, um, what are they here to do? What's the only the basic stuff? You know, I'd go through almost everything on the website and say like, do we really need this or can we delete this from the page? Right. And if the answer is yes, like, nine times out of 10, you don't want it there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you pretty much, you want a clean layout with Mm -hmm. one goal in mind and, you know, not try to oversell your goal maybe Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I, because I definitely, I'm not gonna lie. I did a landing page one time with three videos, I think on it. And it had, okay. it had a four. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know it, that. It, it might've been two videos. I don't know. It was over one though. And like, I, I had a, a form in the middle and like, I came back a year later and I was like, I don't, I don't even know what I was doing here. Like I maybe it was, you know, being a little overboard. So yeah, no, it's, I, I like that idea of, you know, keeping it simple, making it where you're trying to get one, th- maybe like you're trying to do mm-hmm. one thing per page. And then you always right. have at the top schedule an appointment. So if they, you know, mm-hmm. they always can get to that if that's decides what they want to do. Right. So there is one tool that I think would be great uh, for people to know about. It's called Hotjar. So I'm a big fan of it. They have a free plan and basically you have to put a little JavaScript on your site. So getting back to you're saying about adding stuff Mm -hmm. that can be a little complicated, but it's, it's, it's not super complicated if you have access to to your site's code. Right. And it has a suite of tools. So um, one of the the more interesting ones is a heat map. Mm. And so you could basically see when people visit, whichever page of your site and you could set up three pages for free. Um, where did, where does their mouse go? Yeah. Uh, where do they click? Where are they scrolling? Like how far down the page? So that's really great. Cause you can see that, you know, m- maybe when people are coming to your site, you want them to spend time on the right side of the page or down the page and they're not, or they're clicking something they think is a link. Yeah. It's an image that they think is your schedule now, but it's not. So you can really learn about user behavior. It also allows you to record actual, sessions. Oh, wow. Um, and it creates one of those little pop-ups at the bottom of your page. It's, you know, you can ask a simple question like, 
Oh, okay. It's not, it's not, it's not a two way conversation. It's not a chat, but it's like more of a survey. So, oh, okay. you know, you can, you can do that and that's totally free. It, it'll have their branding on it if you yeah. use the pop-up cause it's free. But otherwise I think it's like 20, 30 bucks a month or something. But huh. It's a really good tool. It's a great way to learn. Cause it's, uh, it's frustrating when you put a website up and then you just don't see results. Yeah. What's happening, right? You can't see anything. So if, if you do Hotjar, you'll be able to at least see where people scrolling, where they clicking, and you can even see them move around your site. Wow. To learn a little bit more about what's going on. That's awesome. That's a great tip. Cause yeah, I, I mean, you know, I created the website and I sat there and I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Is, any, is anything working? And then you get, you know, if you get a submission or something, it's like, Oh great. I got one. And you're just like, how did they come here? What did, what, what, right. you know, led to this event? Right. So that sounds like the more data you have, the more you're going to keep doing it too. Like, I mean, you're right. not going to get sick of it like you are if you just never know exactly what's happening. So that's a great, you said that was hot jar, right? Hot jar. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. they have a WordPress press plugin. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing. Probably. Yeah, yeah. They, they probably do. Uh, yeah, it's a great tool. And their free plan they just came out with is awesome. We use it ourselves. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out because that seems like great advice. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else I've really ran into with, you know, creating my own website that I... You got any other top SEO plugins or any other ones that you, for, you'd like to for use? SEO or yeah. for... Or, uh, just marketing generally. Yeah. And now I'm... I mean, this one's a little obvious, but Google analytics, I <laughs> think is uh, a must do. Um, so I, I'd assume most people at least know about it, but yeah, you know, making sure that you have Google analytics hooked up, provide so much information. Uh, it'll help you understand where people are coming to your website from. Um, you can set it up. Uh, so that way when someone schedules an appointment, <laughs> right, you can make that an event that Google analytics knows. So you basically tell Google analytics when someone clicks that button, like record that as, and you name it, you know, an appointment schedule. Oh, and gotcha. then you can, you can then tie that. Let's call that a conversion. Yeah. Right. In e-commerce speak. So then you can tie <laughs> that conversion to all the other stuff that happens. So for example, you can start asking questions pretty much right away. Okay. Um, which of my channels converts better do, do my, on my emails. I see that people that come from emails, they convert half the time mm. on paid search. I see that they're converting 1% of the time on social media. I see that they convert 8% of the time. Why is that? Or people convert on a certain day uh, or people that landed on this page convert at a certain percent. People that land on my homepage actually don't convert. What's going on with that? Yeah. Right. And so th there's a ton of information in Google analytics that, um, is, is also a free tool to use. Setting up that event does take a little bit of coding. So that's, that's oh, a little bit trickier, right? but every, everything else is like right out of the box. Um, in particular, if, if you're working with any type of a marketing agency, um, I personally, I think it'd be great if they give you dashboards and tell you about your performance, but I'd want to see it myself. Yeah. And so the way that, the way that you really would do that is with Google analytics. Um, so that's a, an awesome tool to use that I think pretty much every website now there's some new up and comers that are trying to disrupt Google analytics, but right. I still, I still like it. So yeah. That would be another good one. That's great advice. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I, yeah, I've the same thing. I looked at Google analytics. I'm like, all right, this is going to take a little bit of work, but it sounds like <laughs> yeah. if you go at it with a plan of what you're trying yeah. to get out of it, mm -hmm. then you know what your goal is versus just getting onto it and being like, mm -hmm. I'm going to try to do everything where you can't mm -hmm. do everything. You just need to kind of set some goals for yourself and for your mm. website and see. Yeah, yeah. I would say the, the most important thing, if there's one thing you did, it would be to 
create that conversion event. And if that's schedule an appointment or, you know, I'd assume that's probably it in most cases. Right. Cause then that's what your website is there to get you those appointments. Yeah. So if you tell that you, you put that information, Google analytics, now you can learn a whole lot about everything else as it relates to that goal of yours. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. No, that's, that's gonna be helpful for sure. Cause one, one thing that, that, uh, sparked a, uh, memory in my mind is Facebook pixel. Have mm -hmm. you, Facebook pixel is one thing that I found out about oh, less than a year ago and it like blew my mind, like what it like was pretty much doing mm -hmm. from, from my understanding, you know, my limited understanding of it, you install it as a WordPress plugin. I'm sure you can do it on any kind of website, but it pretty much grabs the patient or the uh, user's information as they come to your website mm -hmm. and allow you to kind of maybe create Facebook ads targeting mm -hmm. those uh, viewers. Mm -hmm. Is, do you ever use Facebook pixels or, or anything like that? Or do you use uh, a separate? Currently it's, yeah, currently it's offer opponent. We don't, my last job was a big, much bigger business in e-commerce marketplace. So we used all those. Uh, it's very similar to uh, Google uh, remarketing. So Google, if you see like the display ads all over the internet, and oh, like, yeah. how did these know what I was just looking at? Yeah. Right? That's Google remarketing. It's the same thing. So Google, you know, if I'm the website owner, I put a bit of Google code on my site and then the same thing in your case, it's Facebook. And then when you browse Facebook, in this case, it's Google. And then when you're out surfing the internet, cause Google has a really large, uh, ad network, right? right. Where people can buy display ads. And so you can set that up and, and, uh, they call it like dynamic retargeting oh, okay. way to learn about that. If you're interested, I mean, th those are effective, uh, retargeting is a big thing. You know, it's, yeah. uh, most large companies are doing it because you already know that person's interested, right? Right. That person already knows about you. And so, you know, you have a higher chance of converting that person than just another ad or certainly even another dental practice. So right. It's, that's, it's, um, that's a good marketing practice. Facebook's a little more expensive. Oh, okay. Google, uh, Google remarketing, but I, I mean, that's where the market prices it. So that right. must mean that it's more effective. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah th that's a good, that's another good best practice. Uh, to dig into if, you know, you have the time and are interested. Right. And that's the whole thing is, you know, having the time and if you're interested, because <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's, you know, it's impossible, it's impossible with all the things dentists have to do to like keep up to date on all the stuff. But I mean, you mm -hmm. almost need to set aside somebody and like have them have that part of their, you know, jobs, duties, you know, to, uh, to keep up on the marketing stuff or to pay, pay attention to Google analytics and really, it's probably worth a dentist's time to invest, invest somebody's time, you know, pay somebody to figure, you know, figure this out and keep track of it and just know how to do this and have it written down to a degree and just keep track of it monthly. And it will, I think it's, you know, as far as having your own website goes and really understanding how people use it and what's effective, I think that's probably, you know, invaluable when it comes to just creating more traffic for. Yeah, absolutely. I I think you were right at the beginning. You said, you know, start with the website. I think that's hundred percent right. And then, you know, figure out its purpose, like I was saying, and then you don't have to do everything. I think it could be easy to get frustrated, you know, get overwhelmed and think, wow, there's so many things. How am I ever going to be great at them all? Right. You're better off being really good at one of these marketing techniques we're talking about than trying to do 10 of them, you know, in a mediocre way. Yeah. And, and you don't, you don't, even for most large uh, internet sites, there's usually one or two of these channels that really works for them. Oh, okay. So even, even larger companies, you know, Pinterest really works well for this audience and 
paid search really works well in this case, right? So um, even companies with all the resources to effectively do everything, yeah, it really, they, you know, they kind of pick one or two things that, that really work. So I think that's um, relaxed and just know, you know, I'm going to do one thing for a while and see if it works. And if not, I'll move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cause that's, that's, I think that's how I think success happens is you're not spreading yourself thin. So I want to kind of like pivot into talking about how uh, software companies have responded to COVID. Have you seen anything yeah. like that or any new features that they built in response to COVID or just overall in general, new features that you're seeing out there? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that the number one thing far and away was everybody came out with a teledentistry product. Okay. It was like, you know, it's at first there was uh, one company we were talking to that had been building one and they shifted gears and like all their marketing was going into that. Yeah. And then it was, a, I think, a lull of about four weeks. And then from there, I would say one or two a week for like three or four weeks, I would get an email because you know, I'm, I'm signed up to all these companies to oh, stay on top of stuff. Right. Be like, check out our new teledentistry. And then it was known, look at our teledentistry. So that was definitely the biggest uh, single change that we saw. Um, we heard some cool uses of that, uh, even dentists that were doing um, oral health classes or mm. smoking cessation classes. Oh, wow. Um, but of course, with dentistry, you know, different than, let's say, like mental health or other categories, it's limited, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't operate in someone's mouth through, uh, through a video. Right. But we saw we saw a ton of that. Yeah. Um, a, couple, a couple other things we saw as people with like virtual waiting rooms. Uh, so uh, basically streamlining the patient check-in process mm -hmm. and allowing that to happen um, kind of more automated way with a workflow where the, the patient would have to, you know, sign the consent forms or, you know, fill out a, a health screen uh, a week before the appointment, 24 hours before, and say, you know, I'm in the parking lot. And then that pops up on an application. And then the person said, you know, in that, the front office says, okay, it's time for you to come in. And so like the whole thing is contactless. Yeah, um, that's pretty awesome. Pretty cool. And, and then I think just more around the communication and payments, uh, contactless payments, we saw a couple things there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think the teledentistry was by far the biggest one. Right. My favorite teledentistry so far that I've seen is Philips electric toothbrushes. Okay. Uh, nothing to do with the toothbrushes from what I can tell. I've, I've only seen the ad. I haven't clicked on the ad, but they created a teledentistry software. And I'm just like, what? Like, I mean, hopefully it's great. Like I, I have no idea what it's like to use or anything like that, but that was my favorite thing. That was just kind of like far right field. The Philips, you know, electric toothbrushes decided to create a dental teledentistry software. Hooked and up to the toothbrush or completely separate? I think I'm thinking it's completely separate. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like they just, I think they just saw the market and like, well, why don't we just jump in and see if we can create something and make money from it? So yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I, I, maybe I'll explore it sometime just to like, just for my own like laughs maybe, but like. I mean, hopefully it's great. Don't get me wrong. I, I hope it's something that like is really like innovative and like, hope, you know, changes the dental field. I just see as like someone as a company that had no like major software in the dental industry and jumps in right. on it, like as COVID hits, I'm like, how, yeah. what can this, what could they have really, you know, unless they bought someone out, what could they have really created in like, you know, a month and a half? I was going to say actually, so a couple, there are certain times where you know, software companies build the solutions. There's mm -hmm. a lot of times they white label them, just meaning oh. they take somebody else's and resell it. Yeah. So there were a couple occasions where, you know, we'd get on the phone and ask, you know, how, you know, how are you providing this? Or, well, it's actually, 
this company. Mm. Uh, we just like plugs into our existing platform, right? Which is fine if they're not charging you more, right? Um, and it's probably better if it's a company that is specializes in that. But definitely, there's a lot of stuff out there that's resold. So you gotta. Oh yeah. You're you're probably better off going to whoever provided it in the first place. You'll probably get a better deal. Right. Yeah. I, I went to the Chicago Dental Conference one time. I think it was mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and some of the stuff out there, the products they had, you know, I looked at one product, I think it was intral scanner, which is just like a 3d scanner of like teeth. And I like walked down, you know, like eh, a couple hundred feet and it looked exactly the same. And all it was, (laughs) is just, they were just changing the name of the company. Yeah. And you know, it's the same product and they did this with multiple products out there. And I was just like, Uh. okay, you know, I guess if it works, it works. You know, I guess at that point it's just about customer service and you know, I don't know. So yeah, that's interesting that you've seen some of that. I guess I'm trying yeah. to think what other, so- if I've seen any major software, I, one cloud yeah. practice management software did uh, hook up with zoom. So okay. I thought that was kind of interesting. Now it has a zoom button and you can click right. on that. And I, I haven't, you know, I haven't done it, but uh, I think it just, you know, plugs in the patient's name and phone number into zoom and allows you to, you know, do a video call with them. So, right. I thought, which is fine. You know, yeah. that's great. If, I mean, zoom's probably better at it and than them building themselves, as long as they're not, you know, telling you they built a new feature and then reselling it to you right. for double the price. Yeah, you know? no, it, it was just an, it's a free update. It was right. just part right. of their, their thing. So luckily, I mean, everything does seem to have to be paid for nowadays, you know, with dental software, but luckily yeah. this was one that was just, uh, I guess just, they just did for free and kind of like, yeah, it can do this. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess have any any major trends you think in dental software that people have been looking for more often than now that COVID's hit, or do you think it's people kind of still I guess newer software coming out, maybe Lighthouse 360 or just different messaging systems? Any anything that jumps out to you off the top of your head? I, I know it's kind of a random question, but you know the thing. I, I guess the one thing I did hear when I was having conversations with was that patient communication has changed, but it's it's more important than ever. Yeah. So I think the example was, you know, when when everything started, dental practices were just you know posting a sign on the website saying, "Hey, we're closed," right. you know, and and not um, not being able to open a communication channel remotely. Yeah. And and so I think the tools that do enable you to do that, whether it's through text or through a chat on your website or through email, um, you know, finding a way to adapt to the new world and yeah. still be able to engage patients, um, in a, you know, high quality way Yeah, that I think is the, the, probably the biggest thing, but when we were talking with practices, I mean, I think it was pretty 50, 50, some people were viewing it as an opportunity to explore some of the software and make investments and prepare for, you know, the new world. Right. Uh, but then, uh, and I think, you know, reasonably so a lot of people were saying, Hey, I, I can't, how could I invest in my business right now? I don't right. know when I'm going to come back or what I'm going to do. So I, I think there's definitely different reactions. Um, yeah. in terms of, uh, uh, you know, Dennis thinking about as a time, should I be engaging in more software or not? Yeah, no. Yeah. That, that does, that does make sense because yeah, it's hard to spend, especially with software being a, you know, they want to sign you for a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, as much as is like during COVID when everything's like shut down, that's the best time to implement new stuff. But it's also right. like, well, am I going to pay to implement something new when I'm not making, you know, bringing in any money? And right. so I, I did see one cloud software offer like three months for free to mm-hmm. start up. But I'm like, during, during like the, the, like actual, like, 
don't know, it felt like crisis at the time. I don't think things have, you know, improved a little bit, but actually things are also getting worse. So I don't, I don't know, you know, I think we're just more used to it now, you mm -hmm. know, versus being shut down completely. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, still three months free, that's, that's still not a, uh, like, you know, huge difference in hindsight right. of like, you know, where the state's at, but at least, yeah, I, you know. What I, no, I think it's good to look for stuff like that. What I was going to say is that um, with, you know, when you're purchasing software, it's always a negotiation. And I know it's, you know, when you're a small, you know, small business and they have 50,000 customers, you know, they, they'll probably tell you three or four times, like they're not going to, they can't change their contract. They can't change the pricing. They can't change the, you know, you're the purchaser, right? You're the right. customer. So I think people should feel, particularly in this time, you know, really comfortable mm, yeah. um, pushing it to a level probably where you're not comfortable with. Right. But it, it, even if you, you know, saying stuff like, hey, I want to go month to month. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go annual. I've got to do it. That's the only thing I can do. Or, you know, I'm, I'm only seeing 10% of the patients I typically see. Can I get a discount for six months and then go month to month? Right. The worst thing is they're going to say no. And then if you come back and you offer them the deal they're starting with, they're not going to turn you down. Yeah. So you kind of don't have some, you don't have much to lose, I would say. Right. Um, that makes I, I think sense. With, you know, with larger, with larger companies, it's always a negotiation with software. Um, but with these SMB, you know, it's tend to be just buy it yourself through the website stuff. You don't necessarily think about it, but yeah. I would guess that a lot of companies would be willing to work with you if you really pushed them on it. Yeah. That's good advice. Cause I mean, that's what everyone does with internet and cell phones. What makes dental stuff, you know, any different, you know, right. I think anytime that if you're not changing, you know, if you're not trying to lower your, what you're paying, then you're really just mm -hmm. paying the tax of not trying, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you have to also remember that with, with software, like they, they already created the code. So right. Software businesses are super high margin. Right. Right. So to like serve an incremental customer doesn't really cost them that much. Yeah. So, they definitely have some room, you know, it's not like they have to produce a new toothbrush right. and sell it to you every time. Yeah. Right? So they, they probably have some room in there right. you know, to, to, to give. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's great advice. I think, I think you just, it's one of those things you got to work on your, your business, you know, constantly versus just kind of, you know, letting things just keep going. You know, if you're not working on it, then it's just kind of flatlining. So I think, and I think that yeah. it, it goes right along with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah, I guess the new software tools you're really seeing is kind of ways to communicate with patients, ways to have contactless, you know, bring the patients in any, mm -hmm. anything else you, you think about that you want to talk about? I'll, I'll kind of give the floor to you for a little bit. If there's any, any other stuff. Yeah. So the, uh, I was just thinking about some of the other tools that, that have been uh, coming across um, those, those patient communication ones, the one with the virtual uh, check-in that's doctable is a cool one. It's an up and comer. It's the same as like a lighthouse or solution reach. Okay. Uh, I think it's in about five to 10,000 practices right now. Oh, They're nice. based in San Diego. Uh, they have a, a flexible pricing model. Actually speaking of pricing, you can pick the tools you want and it's mm. the whole suite from web chat to the virtual check-in to oh, okay. um, appointment reminders, recalls. Like they have a really, they'll actually even build your website if you need it. Oh, um, nice. But they have a whole, they have a whole suite of stuff and you can kind of pick and choose a little bit, um, which is really nice. And I find the interface to be a little more user-friendly than some of the, you know, last generation uh, companies. Yeah, gotcha. Um, another one in that category I think is worth knowing is Next Health. They're based in New York. Uh, oh, cool. They're the ones that built out the teledentistry, but it's similar to Doctable where it's same categories like Lighthouse, Solution Reach, Revenue Well. 
but very much like a full broad suite of tools uh, that's integrated a little better. So for one example, with Next Health that I really liked, they control your scheduling and then they also control your your email marketing. And oh. so as a result, let's say with your appointment reminders or you know uh, your no-shows, they can actually embed your schedule, like a real-time schedule right inside that email, wow. right? So the patient clicks through and you know we're talking about reducing wow. steps yeah. or not even, not even having to integrate with the multiple players. Um, that was like a really slick feature that I, yeah. I with them that, that was pretty cool. I so. like that a lot actually, because I that's probably my favorite feature right now that I see every once in a while when I'm you know talking to different companies. And so like pick yeah. out a time in my schedule that works for you, and you get to go through right. everything. And you're like, yeah. perfect. You click on it, sends an email, sets everything up for you, and it's like, I'll yeah, how <laughs> sign me up? I'll you know if I can get that from my practice, that seems like a really uh, that seems ideal. Yeah. So those, those are two newer ones in that category and next health similar size, like 5,000, maybe 10,000 practices, uh, that are just good to, good to know about. Yeah. There's, um, there's another tool called simplify that does, it's a, it's a pretty specific tool, but, uh, if you're really investing in online marketing, I think it could be interesting. So I'm, I'm sure that, you know, most people listening have seen the web chat tools that can sit on a website and sometimes you, you know, you're just entering information and then it kind of gets recorded somewhere. Sometimes it's a live two way chat. A lot of those tools that you just get the software. Oh, okay. Right. So they'll come to your practice. They'll say, hey, we have a web chat widget, you know, but someone in your practice has to actively manage that widget. Right. Right. If, if a patient comes to your website and asks you a question, like some person has to respond, I guess it could be a bot. I'm not a huge fan of the bots, but right. SV person, what's cool about simplify, they have a team of, they call them chatters that they've trained. So, you know, there's people like in the cloud or mm. they're in an office somewhere. I don't know, maybe they're distributed, but they've, all they do all day is talk with dental patients from <laughs> dental websites and they know the questions to ask. They could get, they get trained up on your practice. They can see a dashboard of your practice location, services you offer, uh, insurance you accept schedule, stuff like that. And so that team basically takes over that web chat function. Wow. Uh, and their, their goal is to basically get you from, you know, increase your conversion rate from traffic to appointments. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, you know, it's a very specific thing, but yeah, particularly if you're investing a lot in online marketing, right? If you're not, you know, if, if you get 10 people to your website a week, like it's probably not going to work, but right. if you're, if you're buying paid ads and you're investing in content and you're getting over, you know, thousand people a day, yeah, um, that's, that's an interesting tool to keep in mind. Um, yeah. And also takes like one thing off the plate of your front office team. Right. Uh, one less thing they have to do. And they're 24 seven. So oh. I thought that was, that was cool. I yeah. haven't used them. So I can't say, you know, 100% right. that, that uh, it'll always be worth it, but I thought it was really cool. It seemed it made sense to me, and um, for the right type of practice, seemed like a, a really interesting thing to check out. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I mean, that's just the whole thing of just training people all to say the right stuff at the right time, and you know, really yeah. the best thing for patients like conversion. You know, it's a whole training thing just to get people in the front office or team members to do exactly what you want, especially right. with just answering the phone. Not to mention, you know, you have them answering the phone. Now you want them to do messages also, you know, like you're, are you gonna, you don't really probably want to hire somebody just for messages, but you know, the one person probably doesn't want to do both constantly. And yeah, you know, it probably takes a toll on them just to do phones correctly. Not to mention you're like, okay, now you have to do messaging on top of why you're answering phone calls. How about we just do a, you know, people who are trained specifically, you know, to, uh, to do that, especially with some of the offices that maybe have older um, 
you know, team members in the front office. Yeah. Like good luck getting them to, uh, you know, run your website for you. Yeah. <laughs> you and be aggressive about, you, yeah. know, <laughs> you know, get like, I do like that. This is a team that their goal is, you know, getting those appointments. Right. right? So they're yeah. going to be, uh, you know, hopefully earning it. Right. And they can show you specifically yeah. that they're earning it versus maybe some people who are just doing websites in general. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, is this marketing working? Could I've just done a regular website and worked, you know, maybe right. you'll notice an uptick. Hopefully, you know, they'll, hopefully they'll show you an uptick once they, once you start doing that, which, which makes sense. Cause it is nice sometimes to use that when those chats come up in a website, if they work perfect, like how you want them to, it's a great experience. Right. You know, if they're just like some random person that like doesn't know anything and doesn't even want to yeah. like talk to you, it's just like, what, what am I, what am I doing here on your website? Like, yeah, that's with the bots. That's why I'm sure they'll get better. And sometimes bots are nice and they're always there. So if they are there for what you need, it's fine. But if you have any question outside of what they're, that bots program to ask you, it just keeps asking for your email address over and over. You're like, no, no, I, I, I already answered this question. Like, right. what, and it's just like, what is your email? It's just yeah. like, oh, oh my God, this is a bot. Yeah. So that's, that can be frustrating. And the fact that you said they were 24 seven, cause that's kind of a big deal because one thing I was, I think was, I was ordering some oil for a handpiece um, to repair it or whatever and, or to lubricate it. And I was talking to this website and I asked them some questions. They got back to me really quickly. It was really nice. And then I had some more questions like an hour later, I went to email them or send them a message through the system and said they're mm-hmm. offline. It's like, <laughs> well, I want to buy this product, but I'm going to wait till you're online and right. I, you know, kind of email, they emailed me back. It wasn't that great. And I ended up not uh, actually purchasing the product mm-hmm. and I most likely would have had, they just, you know, answered my questions and been online. So yeah. that's like, that goes perfectly with, you know, that, that service that you're talking about. And I ended up already having the product anyway. So luckily I, I, I didn't buy it, but yeah. So right. no, that's, no, that is pretty interesting. Yeah. So everyone, Right, you got anything else to add? I was going to end it with uh, go to softwarepundit.com. No, I think that's it. Uh, you know, happy to come back and talk about yeah. uh, anything online marketing or software at any point. Definitely. Uh, yeah. It's cool. I think we covered a lot of ground and we appreciate it because we do all this research and it's nice to share it, hopefully, with an audience and, right. uh, you know, sh- share a bit of what we learned. So, yeah. Hopefully, no. uh, hopefully the listeners out there and took one or two things away from it and uh yeah appreciate the opportunity yeah well we appreciate your help in the dental community with coming out with software reviews and appreciate all the tips you told us about today they're definitely helpful and i i know it's going to help a lot of dentists out there so we'll, we'll definitely have you back on to kind of talk about more online marketing because i mean it's one of those things that is extremely important and i feel like every day it becomes more important so bruce thanks for thanks for coming on yeah, and thanks for having me if you guys are listening to this, consider subscribing to the YouTube channel. Consider subscribing, you know, on your favorite uh, podcast network or podcast application, I mean. And you can also email me. I'll leave the links down below, and I'll I'll leave some of the links down below for some of the products that we talked or the softwares that we talked about today. So hope you guys have a nice day, and I'll talk to you guys later.